Thank you. It's good to feel emotion and butterfly in the stomach still after all these years. That means uh, you care. So I'm very happy. Uh, I'm going to follow some uh, the words because otherwise I'm going to get lost in my, in my thoughts and ideas. You know how I am. I'm like, <laughs> so I'm Italian. <laughs> uh, in April 95, in my hometown in Modena, I opened a small restaurant with big dreams. We work hard and we grew very slowly. Award, recognition, it came along the way. Then, less than a year ago, we opened a soup kitchen. This is what was not in the plan, but it didn't happen overnight. And uh, I've been asking myself, just how did we get there? Let's go back to a spring night in April 2009. We were at the World 50 Best in London. Lara and I were entering the ceremony when I got a call from, uh, from Italy. It was my maître, Beppe. He was in a panic. That night, an Italian TV show had launched a series called Stovetop Polemics. They had filmed inside Francescana with hidden cameras. During the meal, they asked the TV audience, does this look like mortadella? Does this look like Parmigiano-Reggiano? Beppe said, they are pointing the finger on you. The chef Massimo Bottura who worked with Ferran Adria used molecular cuisine instead of real food. I hang up. I was called on stage to pick up an award. In London, Osteria Francescana was being applauded. Back in Italy, we were under attack. There are two things Um, I don't know how to move the, the slide, but it's okay. <laughs> I don't know. I can make a pesto, but... <laughs> I don't know. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> All right. There are three taboos in Italy. Don't mess with the Pope. Don't mess with the national football team. And don't mess with your grandmother's recipes. <laughs> Tradition versus innovation was the talk of the town. Were we really a threat to the Italian kitchen? Or were we guilty of asking a big and important question? Do traditional recipes respect the ingredients. Stovetop polemics did not go away the next day. 
It went on for 10 months, from Monday to Friday, at 8 p.m. on national television with 9 million viewers. Can you imagine? Our kids were teased at school. Lara couldn't walk the dog in the park anymore. People came to the restaurant to point and stare. How did we react? We continued doing what we do best. We kept cooking. Then, something amazing happened. People start speaking in our defense. But what people? The artisan, the butcher, the dairy farmers, the cheesemaker were the first to speak out. They knew we were buying the best products. They knew our mission was not just about the quality of the ingredients, but the quality of the ideas. And then I got a call from Carlin Petrini, the founder of Slow Food. Massimo, we support you. We need to set the record straight. Attic and aesthetic are one and the same. What does that mean? The German philosopher Wittgenstein believed that the good and the beautiful complete each other. They are two sides of the same coin. Beauty without good isn't beautiful at all. And the good needs beauty to communicate its message. These words became an urgent message in our defense. And most of everything, the direction for our future. Over the next years, we saw the role of the contemporary chef change. One of the first signs of this change was an event called Cook It Raw. A group of chefs and journalists, artisans, food activists met in Copenhagen to cook and speak about the things that matter to them. We were talking about the words outside our kitchen. I, had a, I read a report about the increase of jellyfish, giant squid, seaweeds, because of the overfishing and con contaminated waters. Predictions were dire. The recipe I brought, pollution, recreate a dirty, a dirty riverbank a black and bubbling sea. Only that, the flavor were bright. The recipe looked like doomsday, but tasted like hope. Cook it raw and pollution were the seeds of an idea. Cooking is a call to act. We survive the TV scandal, and actually the kitchen had never been better. What doesn't kill you, makes you stronger. We were working on a recipe called an eel swimming up the Po River that was part historical and part autobiographical. It was about going against the current. We went to the lagoon of the delta of the Po River to film the eels. 
we expected to see beauty and beautiful places. Instead, we found neglect and despair. The fisher one we met, the one you see here in the, in the picture, was angry and defensive. Why are you here? What are you doing? He drove us. After a little discussion, in his boat, he saw trash. We saw trash dumped everywhere. There, in that place, there weren't enough guards protecting the park. A rusty tour boat sat empty in the water. Where were the school children that once visited the delta of the river? We made a short film called Il Ritorno, Come Back, and brought it to the Minister of Agriculture. We need to do something to save the delta of the Po River. One year later, 15 million euro, you understood very well, in Italy, were invested to clean up the park, to bring back tourism, wildlife, and hope. This was, and this is, what I mean when I say cooking is a call to act. Did you get the taste of the Parmigiano in your bag? We, we put some in there. <laughs> in May, <laughs> we are sneaky. <laughs> in May 2012, two large earthquakes hits the area of Emilia-Romagna. Bell towers crumbled and the modern factory collapsed. But did you know that 360,000 wheels of Parmigiano-Reggiano was damaged? During the earthquake, hundreds of dairy farms lost years of cheese production in a matter of a second. The consortium of Parmigiano called us and asked for help. What could we do? We made a recipe. A recipe that used lots and lots and lots of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> we made a dashi, we created dashi out of shaved parmigiano and cooked the rice in this broth. Riso, cacio e pepe, cheese and pepper. Look like a plain white rice, but it tastes like cheese. We shared the recipe online. The consortium launched a virtual dinner, and that night, thousands of people made riso cacio e pepe. And uh, I know in the audience uh, there are a few, uh, few faces of people who ask for cooking tips that night. At the end of the year, no one, no piece of Parmigiano cheese were unsold. Not one dairy farm closed. Not one farmer lost his job. Was sold out. I learned that... I've learned that a recipe can be a social gesture. Cooking is a call to act. In September 2013, 
my 89-year-old mother got sick. She passed away in January 2014. It's never the change you want that changes you. During her last month, I made a promise to her to use my voice to make visible the invisible. How could I be an agent of change? Feed the planet was the theme of Expo 2015. Countries were calling on their chef. Can you cook here? Can you cook there? No one was asking for our opinion or our ideas. So, we decided to make our own Expo project to feed the planet in our own way. Expo was an opportunity to fight against waste, to feed the needy, the homeless and the refugees, to create community through cooking, to show that chefs are more than the sum of their recipes. Cooking is a call to act. This is uh, not your average soup kitchen. Outside the refectorio, there is a neon sign by an artist, Maurizio Nannucci, that says, no more excuses. This is not a charity project. This is a cultural project. Art and culture made this project. In my mind, I had this idea to recreate what Leonardo, Leonardo da Vinci did 500 years ago with a soup kitchen with the Last Supper on. So, to put together all this, because people cannot live by bread alone. Five artists made artwork for the refectorio, 13 designers create unique communal tables. People in the local community made this project. 100 volunteers washes dishes, mop the floor, serve meal to guests, help to bake bread every day. Every morning, a truck arrives with waste from Expo. And I've seen things that you people wouldn't believe. <laughs> Alain Ducasse at 8.30 in the morning was unloading the tract with ugly eggplants and start chopping the eggplants and cooking in the kitchen. <laughs> Ferran Adria in the kitchen, cooking. <laughs> you know, it, Yes, cooking, after 10 years with Albert, and he was living with tears in his eyes. They say, thank you for this. But the worst was, no, the best. The best was Juan Marie Arzac flirting with my mom-in-law. <laughs> the know-how of the chef made this project. 65 friends from all over the world, turn 15 tons of food into 
10,000 healthy, beautiful meals. Cooking is a call to act. Renee said to me, you know, Massimo, you are in this for life. I didn't really understand what he meant. Then, at 7 a.m. in December, I received a WhatsApp from David Hurst, the founder of Gastromotiva, a Brazilian organization that teaches culinary skills as a way out of poverty. They cook at the refectorio and made an unforgettable chutney with what? Black banana peels. David said to me, Rio needs a refectorio. After knocking uh, on a lot of doors, the city of Rio donated this empty lot in the Lapa neighborhood. Could this be the next refectorio? Refectorio Rio is another opportunity to bridge the gap between rich and poor, excess and hunger through food. Wouldn't that be amazing? Rio got me thinking. How can we continue? What, what we have to do to get on this train that has already left the train station? Food for soul is the response to all the people who ask us to open a refectory in their city. We are working on one in Modena, Bologna, Turin, even Palermo, with responsible in each location. Food for Soul is a non-profit cultural project. Do we need more soap kitchen? We need more places that unite people at the table. We need more places that revive neighborhoods. We need more places that restore the body and the soul. If we change the way we think about ingredients, nourishment, and community, if we stop throwing away our food, if we revive ethical practices in the kitchen, this can be the start of the new culinary tradition. 65 friends came to Milan and set an example. Imagine what could happen in Rio during the Olympics and, I think, around the world. Cooking is a call to act. I'm a chef. And when I think about the future of food, I think about the ingredients. What is the single most important ingredient for the future? Culture. Culture brings knowledge. Knowledge leads to consciousness. From consciousness to the sense of responsibility, it's a very, very small step. Thank you.